Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Celebrate Cultivate podcast. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the pod with your reviews and kind words on Instagram. It means so much to see you guys share the podcast with your friends and your community. I really, I'm just like so excited. Um, And we're really just getting started. This is episode three. And before we dive into the topic today, I just want to tell you a little bit about Magical May, the virtual retreat I'm hosting for this month. It's all about celebrating magic in everyday life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm offering free daily prompts on Instagram over at the Celebrate Cultivate feed. I'm putting out weekly newsletters on Saturday mornings with playlists and ideas for magic things that I'm enjoying, and just invitations for you to find that magic in your everyday life. I also have a retreat guidebook available on the Celebrate Cultivate website. It's $22. It is a gorgeous PDF that I created so that you could have the entire retreat packaged up in one little experience. So if you're somebody who doesn't want to be getting on Instagram all the time or checking your inbox is like too much and you just want to have it all in one place, then the retreat guidebook is definitely going to be your go-to resource. And then I also have connection calls available for those of you who are looking to dive a little bit deeper into the things that are blocking you from finding your magic every day and just kind of talk through how we can help cultivate more of what you want. And at the end of those conversations, I'm going to be offering three mantras for you based on the conversation that you can carry with you through the month or even longer if it resonates. And those are also available through celebratecultivate.com for $111. So check that stuff out. Come to the website. The cool thing about Magical May is that it really is made to be accessible, to be achievable. I do not want it to be a retreat that is stressing you out or adding more to your to-do list because that isn't magical. Um, So You can join anytime, do what feels good, leave the rest. That is what Magical May is all about. So each week of Magical May, I am putting together a theme or offering a theme to focus on that all the prompts kind of relate to and just it's an anchor throughout the week to to focus on one thing. And the thing this past week has been hold on, as in Hold on to the things that make you feel good, that lift you up, that make your being light up. That's the stuff that we want to hold on to through our days. And I kind of like to have this visual of like gathering up all of the goodness and like holding it all in your arms, right? Like you couldn't possibly hold everything that makes you feel good. But if you could like gather it all up, How 
amazing and empowering would that be? Just like feeling that essence of all of the things that make you smile throughout your day and all of the things that just you hold so dear. So I'm thinking about hold on kind of in two ways, but we're going to focus on the good way first. So I want to walk you through some of the things that I hold on to that make me feel good in hopes that it'll inspire you to examine the things in your life that you can kind of appreciate a little bit more. There are probably things that you do every single day that really do nourish your soul. And sometimes we just go through the motions and do those things automatically that's good. Um, It's also good to bring attention to those things when we can. So here are a few examples. Making my bed in the morning makes me feel good. It is something that I don't do every single day of my life, but it's pretty rare that I don't make my bed anymore. And this started when I was postpartum with my son, Owen. He's going to be four this summer. And it, I wouldn't say necessarily that I was like a hardcore bed maker before then, but I noticed that having a newborn was so disorienting. We were spending so much time in my bedroom, in bed, and I was losing track of my days and my nights, and I was feeling overwhelmed and not very productive. A lot of the sensations and emotions that I felt then are parallel to some of the things that we've been experiencing during uh, coronavirus and COVID-19 and self-quarantine and all of this strange new reality that we're all in, it is like a parallel universe. And being at home with a brand new baby also feels like a parallel reality. And so in that time, I recognized that if I got out of bed at some point in the day, and made the bed, like took all the pillows off, straightened out the sheets, tucked in the comforter, put the pillows back on in a nice way. That ritual really helps me anchor into a feeling of like transition from sleep to day. And so it's something that I try to do consistently. And it's something I really like to hold on to. Another thing in the mornings that anchors me in goodness is having my morning coffee. It is a ritual and I have outsourced some of my coffee ritual in the sense that my husband makes my first cup of the day, which I am like beyond grateful for. Um, and I didn't, it wasn't always that way, but he has taken, taken the reins of the kitchen in the mornings and I I'm not going to argue, but I have a bulletproof coffee every single morning. That's a specific coffee recipe that was created by Dave Asprey, who's um, a biohacker and expert on longevity. I'll link to the actual recipe in the show notes of this episode, but I make mine in a French press. I blend the coffee with vanilla ghee and MCT oil and a bunch of goodness like cinnamon. And it is such a vibe. It's so delicious. It's very much an anchor to me starting my days off on the right foot. And I sometimes just like chug that thing down and don't even honor it the way that I would love to every day. But more often than not, I really do take a moment to savor my morning coffee because it isn't insignificant, the amount of like effort that it takes for my husband to make it. And it just makes me so happy. 
One other thing that I like to hold on to that might not be for everyone is inbox zero. So I like to keep my inbox as slim and trim as possible to the fewest number of emails on any given day. It doesn't happen all the time. Again, like all of this stuff, these are practices. They're not things that are like black and white, but I try to be as protective of my inbox as possible. I don't subscribe to very many things. I unsubscribe all the time and I use my inbox in a way that works for me and it is not a source of stress in my everyday life and I hold on to that because I know for me that having a bunch of emails in my inbox really does bother me. So inbox zero is something I hold on to fiercely and if that's something that's like mildly intriguing to you, but also you have no idea how to get there. I'm not your go-to resource, but I'm a huge fan of Elise Blaha Kripe. She is a longtime blogger, podcaster, author. She created a calendar system that is called the Get to Workbook, and it's the daily planner that I use. She's just like prolific in terms of goal setting and strategy and she has an inbox boot camp that's an online program and I would absolutely take it if I were somebody who wanted help in managing my inbox better so I'll check now I'll put that link in the show notes and I would highly recommend checking that out if you're like again mildly intrigued or really wishing that you had an inbox zero because it's something that like I think probably like six or seven years ago, it was something that I saw a lot of people talking about on Twitter back in the day. And I don't really know if that's something that, you know, people strive for anymore, but it's something I really value. Okay. More accessible. Next idea, deep breaths. That is something I hold on to every single day. And anytime I'm feeling stressed, overwhelmed, maxed out, or like I'm gripping too tightly, I take a deep breath and mostly it starts with a, I should say, extreme exhale. (laughs) Like I will be sitting here at my desk working and I'll just hear my body go. (sighs) And it is like, anytime I hear that, I remind myself, oh, hey, Kayleen, you need to breathe. Like I've probably been holding my breath and like working through something or thinking too much or gripping too tightly. And so when I hear myself exhale deeply, it's my cue to pause and take a few more deep breaths. And that's something I hold on to because it always makes our bodies feel better to have more oxygen, but it's also a good energetic space between whatever was just going on, the present moment that exists right now, and where we're headed. You know, we're in a fluid time-space continuum where things are constantly happening, and so taking a moment to breathe really is like the space that I need to make time for myself. It's, It's that accessible. It's not easy, but it's there for you. Um, all you have to do is breathe and just remember to breathe and not get too down on yourself when you forget to breathe and find that you've been holding your breath. Like I do all day long, even like right now I'm working from home, obviously, because we are still in a stay at home order, self quarantine, all the things, but In my pre-coronavirus life, I was a member of a co-working space here in Austin called The Commune. It is just such a beautiful workspace and a wonderful 
location to work from, but I'll be like working hard, heads down, and hear myself exhale really loudly to the point where I'm like embarrassed of the people sitting around me. Like, why is that girl breathing so deep? (laughs) But I hope that it's like a reminder to us all that, hey, we just got to breathe. Another thing that I hold on to day in and day out that helps me feel connected to magic, to support, to the things that make me smile is connecting with friends. And nowadays it is a little tricky because we have conversations going on on text, on DMs, in emails, and also Marco Polo, um, which is where I like to invest my time with my friends. So Marco Polo is a video walkie-talkie app. It's similar, I think, to Voxer, but in a video format. And it's something that I've been using for about a year. I'm a huge fan of it. Admittedly, in this most recent time of me being quite busy and having, you know, us all staying in the home and everything. I've maybe been on Marco Polo a little less, but it is such a wonderful way to spend time with a friend face-to-face. How it works is I record a video message when it works for me, when it's convenient for me, and then my friend can watch it when it's convenient for her and she can respond accordingly. So we're not like video chatting in real time, though I know that's become really popular recently, but I think that at least for somebody who is maybe juggling children or work or other responsibilities, um, Marco Polo has been a really amazing resource. And it's something that, again, the app itself isn't really the the takeaway here. It's the connecting with friends and connecting with loved ones and spending time outside of our responsibilities and really anchoring into the magic that exists when we connect with somebody we care about. Another thing that I'm holding on to throughout my days, and this will kind of be the, the last point in this series of things throughout my day is at the end of the day, I've really been enjoying reading fiction. And I read fiction on my Kindle almost exclusively because I can read it in the dark and it doesn't matter what time I'm going to bed, it won't impact my husband too much with the little blue light from the Kindle glowing underneath the covers. But I have really been loving like falling asleep to a good book, which I don't know if that's like sleep experts can tell me if that's good or not, but it's a nice energetic close to the day. It's a little bit of a shift in gears um, from the stories I tell myself and the, the thoughts in my mind just kind of getting absorbed into a good story. I recently read Such a Fun Age, and now I'm currently reading Ask Again, Yes. Both of these are fiction books that have been really interesting, intriguing stories. And I mean, maybe they keep me up a little bit later than I intend to go to bed every night, but I just think that there has been so much joy and pleasure brought to me through reading fiction that I highly recommend investigating that as a potential thing to hold on to. You know, for a lot of people, fiction is something that, especially if you're in like the personal development, self-help, wellness space, like a lot of us are reading nonfiction books constantly and then maybe consuming fiction through movies or TV shows. But there is so much magic in reading a great fiction book. Um, We actually did a whole episode on reading fiction on the That's Pretty Woo podcast. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well because we share a lot of good book recommendations and also just general encouragement for reading fiction. Um, So crack open a good book. You know, that is such an easy way to access magic and to make yourself feel good. So 
that's kind of my rundown of a few things that I hold on to that make me feel good. There's also a ton of things that I hold on to on any given day that do not serve me. I mentioned it earlier, but I often find myself gripping, forcing, white knuckling my way through my days. It's something that I've had that tendency my entire life. It's just a little bit of how I'm wired. And so much of the effort and energy that I've put into even those words, effort and energy, (laughs) the things that I focused on in the last several years have been allowing and flow and getting into my feminine energy because I recognize that whenever I do release my grip, whenever I do allow and let go, things just seem to flow better in my life. Things are less stressful. I'm more at ease. And that's really the energy that I always want to get, you know, point myself towards. But even easier than letting go, I think, is refocusing my attention on the things I want to hold on to. So if you think about, again, that visual I was saying earlier of like piling up all of the like cozy sweaters and candles and um, magical things, crystals, people, sunshine, all the stuff that makes you feel good, like gathering all of that into your arms. That is so, feels so joyful to carry. And then if you add on like struggle and overwhelm and anxiety and deadlines and difficult family relationships, like holding on to that just feels terrible. But if you can put a few of those things down, let them go and put some sunshine in your arms to hold on to that. If this visualization works for you, I hope it does, but that really helps me kind of understand, okay, I only have bandwidth to hold on to so much. And rather than like really forcefully trying to let go of things, just adding some goodness to the pile really helps balance things out and helps me bring my attention to the things I want to hold on to. Beyond these like practices and day-to-day tactics for holding on to, to good and magic, my relationship with myself and my family and friends are some of the things that I want to hold on to most. Um, I want to hold on to my beliefs in the universe and magic and gratitude. So bringing my attention to the things that make me feel good really helped me shift my mindset, but it's a practice. Like I said, like I'm not, oh man, I'm not an expert at this. I do not do it perfectly. There is like especially in the last few weeks since launching the podcast and starting Magical May, there's been so many moments where I felt like, Kayleen, what are you doing? Like hosting all of this and trying to guide other people when these are the things you struggle with. And I think that's the point, like that I need this just as much as anybody else. And so we can guide each other. And I think that as we elevate our own experience in very simple, easy ways, it just makes life flow better for all of us. And it doesn't take away pain. It doesn't take away challenge. It doesn't take away the realities of everyday life, but it really helps kind of make it a little bit better, a little bit easier, a little bit more magical. So I would love to know what you think, if this resonates, if it's something that speaks to you, what are your takeaways? Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Send me an email. My contact information is linked in the show notes. You can find me at celebratecultivate.com. A few things I want to tell you about as we wrap up. If you're listening to this as it comes out, my friend Christy Lepley and I are hosting a free coffee convo tomorrow, May 8th at noon central. We're doing these every few weeks now. It's been so much fun to just 
chat with people on Zoom. It's free. We pick a different topic every session. This Friday's topic is four ways to use manifesting in business. So we're blending our love for woo-woo and energy and the universe with Christy's experience in coaching, my experience in marketing, our knowledge of strategies for your business, and also just our love of law of attraction and manifesting. So we're blending those things together in a Zoom call all about manifesting in your business. So if you're interested in joining or you're listening to this on Saturday and you're like, oh, I just missed it, send me a DM, send me an email and we'll get you the replay link. And if you're excited about Magical May, I would love for you to join us. Visit celebratecultivate.com. The newsletters come out on Saturday mornings. The sneak peek heads up on what's coming up this Saturday. Week two of Magical May, the theme is let go. So we're going to hold on and then we're going to let go. <laughs> see, see what I did there? It, it goes together. And if you want more of Magical May, more Celebrate Cultivate, more Kayleen Elise, get yourself a retreat guidebook. They're $22. It's a perfect way for you to take the retreat at your own pace or even just use it as a once a week grounding ritual. You don't have to do it day by day. Um, you could like really create yourself a retreat and do it in a weekend. Um, it's set up in weeks, it's set up day by day, but you can do what you want. And if you're looking to go deeper, maybe treat yourself to a connection call. I only have a few of those available. I'm scheduling them out now. And if you're listening to this from months from now, then just come by celebrate cultivate and see what we're up to. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate you so much. And one of the things that I've been telling myself, one of the things I've been holding on to is like whenever I'm feeling ungrounded, frenzied, frenetic, I've been telling myself, you are doing a better job than you realize. And so I want to share that message with you because if it feels like you're killing it in some areas of life, but maybe struggling in others or just feeling like so underwater, you don't know which way's up. I want you to know that you're doing better than you realize. I'm sure of it. Um, so Thanks friends for listening. I appreciate you and I hope you have a magical day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit celebratecultivate.com for links and notes from today's conversation. Follow along on Instagram at celebratecultivate and connect with me at Kayleen Elise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.